listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. back to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell. This is episode 42, and the first episode of 2021, and we're concluding our little three-part series that we were doing here on animal attack films from the 1970s. So we still have a nice few selections here for you guys, and I think you'll enjoy them. Some of the best for last, I think, have been saved. Uh, Even though the genre itself sort of peaked in the mid-70s, there were still some notable good films to sort of come out of the wake of Jaws and all of that. And uh, at least a lot of them had some decent music, even if the films themselves weren't all that great. So what we're going to look at first is a pretty well-known Australian one, Long Weekend from 1977. The theme from this is what we're going to be playing. This is done by Michael Carlos, and I could not really find a lot biography-wise about him. Um, I did look at his IMDb, and he did do a lot of movies that featured animals in some way. So it seemed to be a bit of a theme with him. Uh, He did something called Storm Boy from 1977. Listen to The Lion from 1977. Storm Boy... I can't quite remember, but I think that one has some sort of animal angle. Listen to The Lion. Maybe The Lion's the only thing, like the title, is the only thing that has to do with animals. I don't know. That one's really scarce on information. Bluefin is, you know, about bluefins from 1978. Then he did The Odd Angry Shot from 79, which seems to be a Australian soldiers in Vietnam during the Vietnam War story. And he also did uh, the music for Dawn from 1979, which is a biopic of Australian three-time Olympic gold medalist swimmer Don Frazier. And that's about all I know about him. Uh, I I tried doing a little quick dive through Google to see if I could see anything else, but basically it's just people saying, yeah, he did the music on these films. That's about it. Moving on from that, we're also going to look at two pieces from Kingdom of the Spiders from 1977, And, of course, this is the William Shatner and Tiffany Bowling starring film about tarantulas that uh, go on a rampage in a small town. And, yeah, that film doesn't end well for Shatner and crew. Um, Spoilers there for, uh, you know, a 40-year-old movie. But, uh, yeah, it it does not go well for them. Um, And, I mean, it's got some good Shat acting in it as well. So, um... The first piece of music we're going to look at, though, is uh, Peaceful Verde Valley from uh, that soundtrack. It plays on the radio in in one scene. I think it's actually just after the opening title credits. Uh, It it plays on the radio. And uh, this is from Dorsey Burnett, who would die in 79. He was a early country rockabilly musician. And moving on from there... We're going to look at an excerpt from the actual score by Jerry Goldsmith. And I don't have a title for it exactly, but the music itself, at least this piece that I've picked, is kind of recognizable. 
because it's something that Jerry Goldsmith repurposed for this film, and it was music he composed for the classic Twilight Zone episode from 1961, The Invaders. Which, uh, if you're not familiar with that one, it's uh, an episode about this sort of isolated woman in the country who sort of lives in a farmhouse and doesn't seem to have much modern uh, conveniences or anything like that, finds herself um, attacked by the intrusion of a flying saucer and these little miniature robot uh, aliens. And there is, of course, a twist, because it's the Twilight Zone, right? But, um, yeah, that music plays in, in that uh, in that episode as well. So we're going to look at that stuff, and then we're going to come back on the other side for even more music. Bring the unknown that 
that we've never seen before.
right, we're back, and now we're going to finish off our first half of the show. And the way we're going to be doing that is with another piece from Jerry Goldsmith. And we're moving to 78 here now. This is a suite from The Swarm from 1978. Universally known, at least around the time, as one of the worst movies ever made. I don't know if it quite... Uh, garners that actual accolade, uh, questionable accolade, but it is not a great movie, uh, I will say that. Um, but this is an Irwin Allen disaster picture, uh, sort of a latter-day one. Uh, of course, Irwin Allen, known for the Poseidon Adventure and the Towering Inferno in 72 and 74, respectively, and of course he was sort of the uh, the guy when it came to doing the big disaster pictures of the 70s another trend alongside the animal attack stuff right but here he kind of mixes the two together and you know trying to capitalize on both things uh stick with what you know and try to put something a little bit new into it i guess is is the thought here uh whatever was trending at the time but um but as you may have guessed this is about killer bees uh you know there was the big scare at the time of the africanized killer bees that are making their way up north and what what have you and so these this big swarm of killer bees is wiping people out wiping out towns and they have a all-star cast here as was the norm with these big disaster films um they have Catherine ross richard widmark Richard Chamberlain, Ben Johnson, Patty Duke, Slim Pickens, Fred McMurray, Henry Fonda, like what the fuck, and then they have the patron saint of all great acting that's ever been done, Mako Kine. Yes, Michael Caine is in this, starring in this, actually. And yeah, uh, I'm not going to say much for the movie, it it has its moments. It's fun. It's one of those ones that's so bad, it's actually enjoyable to watch. But it is a big-budget kind of misfire. It was a failure at the box office. It was a critical failure. I think it won whatever awards were done before the Raspberries. Uh, some sort of uh, This Film Sucks awards. Um, uh, but, yeah. So we're going to look at a big suite of stuff from that, from Jerry Goldsmith. Pretty good stuff, I would say. The, the At the very least, the soundtrack is very good. And then we're going to come back on the other side after some uh, podcast promos, and we're going to have the second half of the show.
My name is Matt, and I'm a humble court bailiff in a courtroom designed to bring musical justice to all. Each week, we have a podcast with a judge and a jury, and we determine whether a song is guilty, not guilty, or not guilty by reasons of insanity. You know, something like, uh... Or maybe it's a cover of Tom Petty. You can find us wherever you find podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, all that stuff. Just look for songs on trial, please. Okay, I love you. Make good choices. Uh, there's this show called Movie Melt, and you probably know about it. Uh, and it's once every two... I have no idea how often this is uploaded. <laughs> and it's a show where a bunch of companeros get together and we play some fun games, trivia mainly. Uh, we talk about new releases. Uh, we have some fun games where we try and guess the title of a movie based on stuff that really probably religious people write on IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through. Uh, and then the highlight of the week of the, of the show is um, reviewing a movie. Usually it's kind of a interesting, lesser-known cult-type movie, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory, yes. <laughs> I might have a listen one day. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. There is only one thing a listener of podcasts about film desires. More podcasts. So now that we have that irrefutable truth established, why not give... They must be destroyed on sight! Hey, listen. We do it all. Don't believe us? Here's a series of terms that somewhat describes what we cover. Exploitation. I never try anything. I just do it. Drive in. David Carradine and Claudia Jennings are super warriors. Cult. John Wayne was a fag. The hell he was! He was too, you boys. Sci-fi. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Drama. Now get the fuck out of here, pervert! Didn't I warn you? That's that. Horror. Here's Johnny. Sex comedies. Jeannie, what makes your father such a sex fiend? Film noir. People lose teeth talking like that. And silent movies. So far, no musicals, however. No, none of those. So check out... They Must Be Destroyed On Sight! A semi-regular podcast hosted by Lee Russell, Daniel Harper, and Paul Romali. Find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and probably other podcatchers we've never heard of. And at our official website tmbdos.podbean.com What was the name of that podcast again, Dr. Roche? They must be destroyed on sight! Alright, now we're going to take a look at two films from 1978 and we'll round off 1978 here with these two selections. These two films feature killer fish. They're definitely Jaws rip-off films, but slightly different in the fact that the size of the fish are much smaller, and there's a lot more of them. So, first off, we're going to look at an excerpt from Barracuda from 1978. The music here is done by Klaus Scholz, and he's probably 
best known for doing Manhunter from 1986, the Michael Mann Manhunter, the superior version of Red Dragon, if you ask me, and also the superior Hannibal Lecter, played by Brian Cox, who's much more believable in that film than Anthony Hopkins is in Silence of the Lambs. Not that I'm shitting on Anthony Hopkins, by the way. I really do enjoy that performance that he did of Hannibal. Subsequent ones, not so much. But that aside, um, this was directed by Harry Kerwin of the pretty famous Kerwin acting family. Uh, I think he was the brother of William and uncle of Betty and Edmund, as far as I know. Uh, Harry Kerwin also directed a couple other films. I think one of them was a cheerleading uh, sort of sexploitation comedy. And he did do God's Bloody Acre from 75, which is a sort of a backwoods kind of deliverance, kind of not exploitation thing about just like mountain men picking off campers and land developers and stuff who've intruded their territory. Then we're going to finish off 78 with the theme and the closing titles from Piranha. And of course, this is the Roger Corman produced Joe Dante directed film. Uh, starring such luminaries as Kevin McCarthy, Keenan Wynn, and Barbara Steele. And, of course, it's a Joe Dante film, so Dick Miller is in there. It's kind of a parody of Jaws, but it still brings the blood and the boobs and some monsters and shit like that. Uh, the score here is done by Pino Donaggio, and it's really good. And uh, my, my biggest takeaway from, from this film is always uh, Kevin McCarthy. The way he pronounces piranha, uh, it's something like piranha. So, that's great. Anyway, we're going to look at those, and then we're going to come back with our last couple selections for this episode.
All right, and now this takes us to 1979, where we finish off this episode and we finish off the decade and the series. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed digging through these films. Um, Rewatched several of them when I was sort of doing this. These were a lot of the stuff sort of popped up on TV and stuff over the years when I was growing up. So it was a nice little trip down memory lane, and few uh, few of them actually kind of held up and worked better than I thought they would so and at any rate got some pretty interesting music out of them I think so I hope you guys enjoyed it um our last two tracks here we're going to take a look at first we're going to have a suite from Nightwing from 1979 this one was a commercial failure it's about killer vampire bats that are infected with the bubonic plague and it all sort of centers around uh, an Indian reservation, I seem to recall. Um, it's not very good, quite frankly. The movie's not very good. It does have some good effects work and that, but um, overall not that good. A lot of uh, Native American mysticism kind of shoehorned in as a red herring, and there's some intertribal stuff that I don't know if it works too well these days, especially when I don't think there's an actual Native American in the main cast. It's mostly just, you know, <laughs> uh, people in brown face for the most part, which is Although, you know, I don't know if they actually painted anyone in brown face, but, you know, people with darker skin tones playing Indians, and it's a little a little not cool these days, but, uh, and it just kind of looks lame anyway, politically correct or not, it just kind of looks lame. When you could have just hired some Native Americans and got some authenticity in your actual movie. Um, but it, it does star David Warner, uh, Strother Martin shows up in this. Charles Hallahan from The Thing has a part in this, so that's interesting. And uh, this suite is all done by Henry Mancini. And weird trivia piece here, this was directed by Arthur Hiller, who's usually known for his comedies. Um, I think this is the only horror film he ever directed. So there you go, that's something notable. Um, and then we're going to finish off with two selections uh, sort of put together here from The Prophecy from 1979, and this is done by Leonard Rosenman. And The Prophecy is probably my favorite Animal Attacks film after Jaws, whereas Jaws is, you know, kind of plays it straight and is very grounded in real realism. Um, Prophecy really isn't. It's a giant mutant killer grizzly bear uh, that... It's so bad it's good, basically, and it's got one of the best deaths ever done, where a kid in a sleeping bag is exploded against a tree. It's fucking fantastic. Um, big recommend. Whenever people ask me, like, good horror films from the 1970s, like, good, fun, gory horror films, this is one I sort of mention all the time, because it is... It transcends its badness by just being so audacious and out there, especially for its time. It, too, has some unfortunate brown-faced Indians uh, characters in it. Um, but we'll look past that because the score is really good, the movie's really good, and we're going to play some of the score here. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. Don't know what we're doing next time. 
you'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but I'll have something again for you guys at the end of next month. Cheers.
you for listening to Blood on the Tracks. For further episodes of this podcast or our other podcasts, please go to tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. 